Peace and blessings, beautiful people. Peace and blessings. This is Empress Imani, and welcome to this episode of Sacred Love Lessons. Did you know that you have free will? We get to choose who we let into our world. If this is your first time here, I am Empress Imani. I help women to honor the love within so they too can manifest the life of their dreams. We're in season four, The Art of Being You, 46 Laws to Spiritual Power. And today we are on law three. Listen to your spirit guides. Listen to your spirit guides. Now, as I stated before, we get to choose who we let into our world. So if you're not interested in working with spirit guides, this episode may not be for you. But if you are, let's get into it. There are various types of spirit guides, and I'm just going to briefly go through them today. Number one, angels. I love working with angels. Angels are divine spiritual beings that live in the higher realms, the higher dimensions. They have the ability to communicate with us. When I say us, I mean spirit beings living in this human 3D dimension. And they have the ability to communicate with us, help us. They can protect us. They can shine light on our path. There are many different angels that you can work with. A few that I enjoy working with include Archangel Michael, Uriel, Shamuel, and Sandalphon. Of course, like I said, there are many others. These are the ones that I'm working with in the present moment. Number two. Ascended Masters. Now, some people will argue that Ascended Masters, the stories about the Masters, some of them are just that stories. I'm not here to dispute any of your beliefs. You are free to believe whatever it is that you want to believe. But some of the recognized Ascended Masters include Jesus or Yeshua, depending on what culture you come from, Buddha, and Lao Tzu. And I read about all three. I've learned from all three, whether you believe they were a fictional character or a metaphor or an actual person who lived in this dimension. I learned from all three of these Ascended Masters. Number three, gods and goddesses. In this category, I tend to focus more on the goddesses. Isis, I resonate with goddess Isis. Kuan Yin, I resonate with Kuan Yin, among many others. Uh, But these are two that I focus on right now. Number four, ancestors. Now your ancestors are going to be unique to you. These are people who come from your lineage, people who are a part of your soul tribe. These people would be unique to you, whatever that is. There are a few that I'm working with right now in my lineage, my bloodline. Number five, Orishas. Orishas, they come from different deity pantheons. Um, Some of them are a part of Santeria, Voodoo. I am not an initiate of anything like that. But what I do is as a devotee, I have worked with some Orishas in the past. I'm currently not working with Orishas right now. If you guys have been with me for some time, then you know that I worked with Orisha Oya, Obatala, and Ogun. I also honor Orisha Oshun and Yamaya. So those are some of the Orishas that as a devotee that I honor and recognize. Number six, animals. I love spirit animals. You can learn a lot from animals. They teach us a lot through just who they are as a being, their behavior, how they think, how they function. Animals that I really enjoy working with include birds. I love the bird planet and big cats. I love working with big cats, jaguars, lions, big cats. Number seven, nature elementals. That would include flowers, plants, trees. My latest book, The Sacred Saber, 
Hidden Secrets of Your Subconscious Mind was inspired by the Sabre Tree. The Sabre Tree is known all over the world, mainly in the Mayan culture. You can find the Sabre Tree in Cambodia, the Angkor Wat area in India. You can also find it in Africa as well. And so the Sabre Tree, like I said, it inspired my latest release book, The Sacred Sabre hidden secrets of your subconscious mind. If you go over to 46lawstoyourspiritualpower.com, you will find later this week an article talking about the saber tree. Number eight, planetary elementals. This includes the category of astrology where it talks about Venus and Mars, Pluto, Jupiter, different planetary elements, Saturn, Uranus, this is all energy that affects us in our 3D dimension. So I also pay attention to planetary elementals. Now, how do you connect with your spirit guides? Well, the first thing that you wanna do before you even get into the connection part is you wanna do some prep work, right? Because you wanna come correct. You wanna make sure you have clear hearing, clear seeing and clear knowing. So the first thing you want to do as a part of your prep work is you want to abstain from heavy foods. This would include meats, dairy, processed foods, sugar, and caffeine. The intent of this is so you will be lighter. When you eat heavier foods, you're more into your body. You're rooted more into the earth plane. So when you eat lighter, whether you're eating, you know, just natural fruits and vegetables, nuts and things like that, it helps your energy to be lighter where you're more open to receive messages from the spirit realm. The next thing you want to do is you want to abstain from smoking, drugs, alcohol, anything in that category, that type of thing, because you don't want anything to interfere with your crown chakra or your third eye or your, your heart chakra or any chakra that's within elements of your body. You don't want those things to interfere with that. The next thing you want to do is you want to abstain from heavy programming, 3D programming, which includes TV, social media, and sex. Yes, you want to abstain from sex. The reason you want to abstain from sex is because you want to conserve your sacred Christ oil that is produced inside your brain. You want to make sure that you keep that, that you conserve that because it will give you energy to help you tap into the spirit realm. So that's why you want to abstain from sex. You're preserving your energy. And then the next thing you want to do is you want to wash your body. I would highly recommend that you take a cleansing shower. Also, you want to clear your mind. Just get somewhere where it's quiet. Get somewhere where you can quiet your mind, especially if you have what they call monkey mind, where your mind is just racing. Now, one technique that you can do to calm down your mind, if your mind, if you have monkey mind, is to just take deep breaths. And I highly recommend this as a form of cleansing your energy as well. You take deep breaths like you inhale real deeply and you do that through the nose and then you exhale like you just drop it real hard. And you just do that. That will help to cleanse your mind and your energy as well. Now, after you've finished all of the prep work that I just gave you, now we can get into connecting with your spirit guides. Now, the first thing you want to do is you want to use your thoughts to focus on the energy that you're seeking help from. Now, I gave you eight types of spirit guides, so just pick one, right? Now, let's say Archangel Michael. You want to work with Archangel Michael. So then you want to think about Archangel Michael and just focus your energy on Archangel Michael. Vision Archangel Michael, whatever he looks like to you in your mind. Vision, imagine him in your mind. Number two, 
you want to set your intentions now i would say light a candle or an incense do those things if you don't have any of that you can use a flower some water what you're doing is you're creating a focal point for the energy that's what you're doing then you want to use your words specifically to ask for help so in this example you would just ask archangel michael for help Archangel Michael, you are welcome in this place. Will you please come and sit with me and help, help me in this moment? Now, if you don't have a candle or incense or flower or water, anything like that, it's okay. Those are just tools to help you focus the energy. But if you don't have any of that, all you need is your consciousness and your words, your thoughts. That's it. Number three, you can choose to work with crystal energy to help you create a focal point. And what the crystal energy will do is it represents the frequency of the person you want to work with. So that might be something that you want to do. Each element, each spirit guide, they tend to work with certain crystals and certain frequencies. And so you can do that. Now, depending on what I'm working on, that's how I choose my crystal. So if I'm working on the energy of love, let's say I want to work with Arch Archangel Shamuel representing love, then I'm going to use a rose quartz. And that's what I do. Now, if you don't have any crystals, that's fine. You don't have to go out and purchase crystals. I have a collection, but you don't have to do that. One thing that you can do is you can just look at a picture of the crystal and you can tap into that energy. Even if you don't have a, a picture, you can just think about a rose quartz or whatever crystal you want to use. You can think about it and you can channel that energy that way. So at the base root of all of this, really all you need, okay, is your consciousness, your thoughts, your words. That's really all you need. If you have none of these tools, that's really all what you need. I'm just giving you other tools to help you in your spiritual practice on how to connect with your spirit guides. Number four, you can use an object belonging to the energy that you are seeking help from. For example, when I work with my ancestors, I work with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother. I usually will have her picture out where I can see it. I also have pictures of her on my cell phone, but I'll usually have a physical photo of her out that I keep out on an altar that I have just for her. Again, if you don't have that, you can just use your consciousness, your thoughts, and your words. Number five, you can create an altar. An altar is an energy focal point where you're giving the energy that you're working with respect, and reverence you're honoring them you're making that a special place a focal point just for them some people have ancestral altars some have you know altars for orishas now when i worked with orisha oya i had a digital altar it can be digital it can be physical a lot of people will do the physical but i know like if you're traveling you may not have luggage space or you may be moving from one place to the next so you can't carry your altar like that with you when i was working with orisha oya i had a digital altar i created electronic vision board where i had her photo i had she likes eggplant i had that i had the crystal the candle i had everything in the photo dedicated just for her it had her name on it you can also journal too that's another way that you can honor the energy that you're working with that's another thing that you can do you can journal and so i had all of that together digitally honoring her 
and she recognized that she recognized me and she honored my wishes and she did me a real good solid she really worked with me which helped me now some people may create a book of light i have one of those that i've created it's a work of progress and in the book of light it includes all of my spirit guides and i just have a section in there dedicated to each one of them so that may be something else that you can do is create a book of light Number six, then you want to give thanks. You always want to be respectful. You always want to show gratitude to whatever energy you're working with, whether it's angelic or ancestry or any type of energy that you're working with. Animals, spirits, plant life, planetary, whoever you're working with, you definitely want to say thank you for their help and keep a good line of communication open with the energy. Show respect and show gratitude. You are so powerful that you can use your thoughts and words to connect with spiritual energies. Now, again, if you don't have any of these tools, don't worry about it. I highly recommend that before you start working with your spirit guide, that you do the prep work, okay? So you get yourself ready to work with them and you want to show respect and you want to be grateful. If you have none of these tools, that is fine. All you really need is your consciousness, your thoughts, and your words. Now, what happens when you listen to your spirit guides? Number one, your trust is required. Not only should you trust yourself, but you're going to have to trust these divine energies because they will respond to you and they will give you information that will help you. You will be divinely guided. Now, if you're not used to doing this, it can be scary. I'm not going to lie to you. It can be scary because sometimes the advice that you get will go against everything that you see, feel, smell, touch in the 3D realm. Because now we're talking about spiritual matters, right? And the logic is not like man's logic. It's not like that. It's not like earthly logic. So it will go against everything that you know that you think you know to be true, okay? You may find out that it's all an illusion. You will be divinely guided. Number three, you will be on your divine path at the right time, at the right place, with the right people. Number four, you will receive warnings of danger up ahead and you will receive instructions on how to avoid it. Number five, you will appear unpredictable and your movements may appear illogical. And that's because spiritual things are not like earthly things. And there is no linear, logical aspect to spiritual matters. It's all abstract. And you just have to be open to receive. You have to be open in trust. Number six, others on a lower frequency won't understand you at all. Now I get this a lot. So you have to be in a, in a space, in an energy where you're not people pleasing, you're not codependent, and you're not concerned about other people's opinion of you. Because when you're operating from a spiritual perspective, people on lower frequencies, they will not understand you. They cannot understand you because they're not on that frequency. Number seven, you may experience pain because you will have to detach from people, places, and things you love. There comes a time in your spiritual walk where you will outgrow people. They won't understand you and you will no longer be able to relate to them. At some point, the gap gets so wide where you just have to forgive you yourself, forgive them, and you have to bless them 
and release them. And then you have to move forward in your journey. Sometimes these people include family. They include children. They include spouses. Sometimes some people are called to walk alone. And it may just be for a short period of time, but in that moment, you have to be on your own and you have to be okay with that. And when I say on your own, I mean without physical other human beings. Your spirit guides are going to always be with you. You are never alone, okay? You are never alone. They will always be with you. But there may be times on your path where you won't have parents, children, cousins, family, and friends there with you to support you okay in that way and you will have to be on your own and you have to trust and be on your divine path and listen to your spirit guides the root of suffering is attachment buddha will come a time where you will have to practice detachment number eight you will be called to the light you can choose to stay on a lower frequency or you can ascend to a higher level the choice is always yours. Now these changes have come about so that you can break free from all restraints and constraints and freely pursue your soul mission and life purpose as a spiritual being. Your spirit guides show you the way as you learn your life lessons and ascend. Then you get to the state where you say, God, show me the way. And God replies, you are the way. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Law four, listen to your intuition. In the meantime, law three, listen to your spirit guides. I hope this episode has been of value to you. And until we speak again, be the light.